friends. Let me introduce myself. Peltzer's the name, Rand Peltzer. That's me there on the corner. I'm an inventor, and I have a story to tell. Yeah, I know, who hadn't got a story? Well, nobody's got a story like this one. Nobody. It all started here in Chinatown. I was hitting the shops trying to move a little merchandise, maybe find a present for my kid. I tried this one place. I'm sorry, Mogwai not for sale. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. everybody, welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 362. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. You thought Tribbles were dicks, done away. Tribbles are dicks. They're all fuzzy and hairy. Oh, hi. Hi. Okay, okay. Kate is nine now, and she's losing her face with Santa Claus. And as her dad, <laughs> I had to fix that. So I find up here on the roof of our house on Christmas Eve, and I am going to shibby down the chibi. (laughs) Chibby. And deliver these age-appropriate Christmas gifts for my darling Kate, who hates Thanksgiving. Yeah. Weirdo. Okay, okay, straight up, Santa. Time to take some inventory. Let's see. Weird pet from Chinatown. Check. Santa Claus suit. Two sizes too big from Christmas Town, aka JC Penny. Check. <laughs> Belly full of eggnog from Dory's Tavern. Check, check, checkity check. Okay. Oh, here we go. I'm a little too fat for this. Oh, hey, little fella. What are you doing out of your box? Who and why are you all slimy and gross? Move, you stupid thing. You're going to make me fall and break my neck. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the end. Merry Christmas, Kate. Man, that is Why some, is my butt getting warm? Some, <laughs> some serious... Uh, <laughs> Some serious reenactment there. I love wow. that we get that we finally get the prequel that we never knew yeah. we needed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, I knew I needed we, it. We need. Yeah, that was that was something else. <laughs> we needed that back. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, we're okay. It was just such good acting that now yes. it's uh, now his internet has decided to struggle a little bit. That's okay because next up we it's have. Not struggling. Oh, I'm he's drunk. He's drunk. That's right. He's a drunk connection. Also with us, Randy, no wonder this helped push the PG-13 rating. rating Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. Hi, Randy. (laughs) (laughs) Microwaving them makes them expire. Stab the mean one in the nose. Clocks get stopped when they chewed off the wires. And into pupa they enclose. Everybody knows a swimming pool's a tornado of mutating mogwise smoke lights. Some gunshots 
WTF Gizmo, we're gonna kill them all tonight. <laughs> I also hope there will be some singing. Also, your singing voice, like, twice as loud as your talking voice, and I love it. Because you're very, you're very welcome, Brian, yeah, it, by the way. Yeah. He does have a projector that, to reach the cheap seats. Yeah, yeah, right. It implies that when you get drunk, you get louder. Yeah. Oh, good. That's good. No, you're the drunk one. I'm totally oh, stoned oh, sober. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's stoned and sober. Got it. All right. Hey, I, I hope we have more Christmas carols this episode. I really do. Yeah, we might. Oh. You know, my favorite scene in that movie is when those all show up at that lady's door and sing. I love that. <laughs> yeah, old Grumpus, Lady yeah. Grumpus, Lady Grumpus. Yeah. Kiss my grits. Yeah. Get out of here, you carolers. Yeah, and then just the way they were going and like not. <laughs> Singing anything, <laughs> right? Do, it, like, do any of you? I know, I know, we still have another person introduced, but do any of you watch uh, Fresh Off the Boat? No, no, no. Uh, this the most recent episode was amazing. Go on, all right. There were <laughs> Go Fresh, on. I hear that. I actually hear that show is really good. Uh, with us finally, Brian. Is it Jizz or Giz? <laughs> it's the giz whiz. Mm. Uh, all right, so uh, we start off with the rules, of course. Keep them away from light, especially sunlight, because it'll kill them. Don't get them wet. Don't feed them after midnight. But they actually just came out with the new rules, the new posted rules for uh, Mogwai, uh, the things you're not supposed to do. So I give you, I present to you the remaining, uh, what, eight items? Uh, it takes wow. us up to 12, whatever. It takes us up to 12. So okay. Those three. All right. Number, number four, don't cross the streams. Okay. Number five, <laughs> don't talk about Fight Club. Okay. Number six, cardio. Number seven, don't let them read YouTube comments. Mm. Number eight, no talking or texting. <laughs> Number nine, you can't ask for three more wishes. Number 10, you can't uh. drop below 88 miles per hour. Mm. Number 11, don't look at the Marion. And number 12, <laughs> whatever you do, no matter how much he begs, don't let R. Kelly babysit your mogwai. <laughs> that kind so. of goes along with not getting them. Yeah. yeah. So do you say Spielberg has a lot of rules? Is that what you're yeah. saying? These aren't all Spielbergian, though. I mean, you've got no, they're not. Cardio is uh, Zombieland. Yeah. Yeah. I just he realized does. after watching this how many movies have rules that I love. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, they're yeah. great. So I, it's one these, of my favorite these... things. I love I love movie rules. They're the best yeah. rules. I, I was hoping they would have these movie rules posted on the wall that why at the pool, but they didn't. No, I know. <laughs> right. I love a good I love a good public pool rule sheet. They've get they get yeah. bigger every year. If you notice how big those are now, they're like nine thousand oh, yeah. lines of text now. It's great. Every time, every more. time we introduce something new into society, you can't do it at the YMC <laughs> pool. Like, here's here's what I don't get. Every time I look at those, and I love reading those too. I always notice all of the rules around pregnancy. Pregnancy, like if you're a pregnant oh, woman, yeah. you you should not even be in the pool area. You can't do and, nothing. And I always wonder, you know, in a place where you can't get an abortion and you need one, you'd think women would just get in the hot tub. I mean, <laughs> the the sign says. Jeez. The sign says. <laughs> wow. We, if they get in the hot tub. Yeah, that went to a, that went to a darker place than I expected it to. <laughs> right. But, uh, I just the, those uh, signs, man. Yeah. The Humwood Suites over at, in uh, Anaheim, uh, where Tristan always stay at the hot tub. There are three rules that deal with diarrhea alone. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's I don't... another one. If you're constipated and you need to get that shit moving. Don't really? get in a hot tub. Really? Apparently. No, that's not one of the rules. Yeah. That's not one of the rules, though. <laughs> no, I'm summarizing the rules. <laughs> I love the idea that one of the rules would be, hey, if you're a little backed up, try our hot tub. <laughs> it'll, yeah. it'll, uh, it'll loosen you up right away. Well, all right. This has all been great. Uh, it's our final Christmas episode, everybody, and we're going to do Gremlins, damn it. That's the, we're finally here. What's crazy is last week we did a film directed by Chris Columbus. This week we did one written by Chris Columbus and directed by Joe Dante. Um, there's a bit of a correction in that because last week I, I misattributed the writing and directing to Chris Columbus. He only wrote it. He did not direct it. 
Uh, heavy, heavy, heavy influence and hands-on by Steven Spielberg, though. He was apparently like oh, there man. every day and had a huge part in how these gremlins looked and, and worked and moved and would change things a lot and was kind of all lighting. Up, yeah, was all the, up in every, everyone's every, business. That was so Steven Spielberg. Yeah. You could easily be forgiven if you've, if you've like me, always kind of attributed this to being a film, a, uh, a Spielberg movie, which sure. I yeah. kind of have for some reason. And at the top it, of it, it, it even says, like it. it doesn't say at the very, very beginning, it's like Steven Spielberg presents is like this huge. Like, yeah. Exactly, yeah. First now, there's definitely, there's definitely lots of Joe Dante because if you've ever, I, I love his comedy horror type stuff. And, uh, and you can tell the 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 humor, the humor is very much uh, Dante's t- type of humor because he likes to hide those jokes mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. dialogue later on. So you'll have like a setup, and then later on they'll just kind of pass by the joke, and mm-hmm. you just kind of like go, "Oh, I see what you did there, Mister Dante." Yeah, don't you always yeah, kind of nice. don't you always kind of wish Joe Dante had a movie called Inferno so he could have Dante's Inferno, <laughs> right? Or Peak. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, but he well, but people was... know him from things like The Howling and Inner Space and Small Soldiers, which didn't we watch? Small oh Soldiers? yeah, love that movie. I think we mm-hmm. watched that, didn't we? We did watch Small Soldiers because I'd yeah. never seen it before film sack. He uh, spent a lot of time lately, though, doing uh, TV stuff. He directed 10 episodes of Hawaii Five-0 for some reason. Uh, well, didn't, well, uh, I would, too, if, if uh, that was an opportunity to well, go do that job. Sure. That's got to be great. Well, just because you're in Hawaii and stuff, sure. But, but like, uh, it's, it's weird to me that he's had, you know, all these movies. He did uh, the, the, the Jumanji, I think. Hold on, I got I got to correct myself. Did I, am I thinking of the wrong thing? Did he do Jumanji the first? Oh, one? I don't know. We got to be super careful because it'll, in in recent episodes of Film Sack, we'll say we'll attribute a directing role to someone who actually ends up being in a production role. I think we actually got a little right. bit of yeah. mail back in that last uh, week. He's not listed at all for Jumanji. Yeah, I'm thinking of Joe Johnston. That's who I'm thinking of. That guy did that guy. Right. Th- those two, I get mixed up constantly Joe. for no good reason. I can't think of why I've conflated them. But uh, Joe jo- Joe Johnston did a. Uh, uh, freaking uh, Jurassic Park three, I think, mm-hmm. and then I always think, oh, that was Joe Dante. No, it was the other guy. Uh, but of all of the movies that I think he's done, I think Gremlins is up there, man. I really like this movie. I should say this right up front. We're not going to keep people in too much uh, suspense here. I really like Gremlins, and I think it holds up. And I'm going to say a controversial thing. Oh, I, what? I think what? 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 of what? all the movies we've seen on Film Sack, some 300 and whatever, uh, there are certainly some that we've seen that were, that I thought were scary and, and were supposed to be or were inadvertently scary or whatever. I'm putting this in like the top five of the scariest movies we've seen. It still gets me. There are moments in this <laughs> that uh, maybe it's because it got me so bad in 84 but when it came out, but, but, uh, but now even jumpy scare stuff really on yeah. point uh mm-hmm. i think these things are creepy and freaky when the when the when stripe dies at the end with all the melty stuff it's still freaking gross yeah yeah uh i think it holds up in all of those ways and i really really like it um and i found myself i jumped out of my chair at one point yeah. here's, here's far, by far my most prominent note about this film is how is this pg yeah, uh, yeah. i think yeah. of, I, I realize PG is a big range, right? It's like seven to twelve mm-hmm. is like right, but right. I wouldn't I wouldn't show this movie to a seven or eight year old. Oh no! Oh, and yeah, I no, huh? And growing up, actually, my sisters still bring it up. I was about I guess around uh, eleven, twelve, maybe even thirteen when I showed this. I shared this with my sisters who are a good five years younger than me, 
And uh, they still bring it up about how I made them watch the Gremlins and how it scared the pants <laughs> off them. Like and I'm one like, of those things calm that they down. Just always hold on to. Yeah. yeah. It's like it was I'm 84 or 86 or something. I mean, chill out. We got we had it on VHS. You could leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you right. get out of there. Sure. No, it's yeah. it's it's uh, I mean, it is. OK, so this and uh, Temple of Doom, ironically, both uh, Spielberg involved projects uh, were were the impetus for the PG-13 rating. This these movies were were the ones that were like, OK, this is too violent and crazy for PG, but it's not enough for R. So what do we do here? And the MPAA said, well, let's do a new one. And they put in the PG-13 and and had this come out like its sequel a couple, uh, a couple years later, it would have been 13 without a without question. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. By the, I want to roll back and just say, while you put this as maybe your top Dante movie, I've got to say The Burbs is by far the most Dante-est oh, yeah. of all Joe Dante movies. I forgot that was him. My, totally forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Burbs is good. But there, I mean, there's so many parallels. I mean, there's a... There's a really good, wicked, dark, subtle sense of humor in, in yeah, all of this yeah. stuff where it's like, we're going to we're gonna kind of make you laugh, but it's going to be one of those uneasy <laughs> kind of laughs, <laughs> where you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And there's a lot of great moments like that, that you know, in yeah. here and in the burbs that uh, that I because think are, if you if you look at it, it's the, it's the Joe Dante signature. Right. Yeah. Up until this point, I mean, you, you know, uh, Besides the trouble with tribbles, I mean, most of the small, funny creatures were small and funny and muppety and puppety. Uh, but yeah, it's like I'm supposed to be laughing right now. These are puppets and muppets, but why am I so scared? Why is yeah. Stripe chasing me with a chainsaw? You know what it is? Because yeah. at first they just seem like chaos agents, and they're just there to yeah. cause trouble. And then, and the sinisterness of them starts to come through, and you're like, ooh, they're. I mean, that thing's got a gun. And he's wearing a mask now, and he's but not a good long, aim. He's not really shooting very well, but ugh, I don't like long that. Before that am yeah. I, oh, yeah, you're coming through. You're coming through. Yeah, you're long before that, they're established as wicked by the family being willing to slaughter them in the kitchen. Mm. Like, the, the, oh, the, not just, the, I mean, no, let's, let's, let's give her credit. Mom is Mom a one-man gremlin hey. killing machine. Yeah. I, don't right. even, I don't even know how to even any left after she got through. I don't, Stripe just happened to escape. Blew his nose on a, on a, on a, <laughs> on a curtain, on a curtain <laughs> and, and get it out of there. Yeah. But that's a, there's, yeah. a, there's a conscious decision there to make that a turning point in the film. Where you go from what is this? It's cute. What's it gonna do? What's happening? To this is evil, even though it's semi-sentient, right? Mm -hmm, these right. these are communicative creatures with some semblance of sentience. Mm -hmm. You're but right. Even it, though they're so wicked that in that one scene where mom has two knives and and is very stabby, mm -hmm. uh, you <laughs> have. Was Francis it, by the way, Lee McCain. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any 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 of you other guys uh, immediately shout dual wielding? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I did. She was dual wielding. I thought, but I thought about moment. it. Now I and I just I gotta stop there and go. Okay, this is a movie produced by Steven Spielberg, Kathleen Kennedy, and Frank Marshall. Yeah. Those those were on their way to becoming the most famous and successful group of producers. Love me, Kathleen in Kennedy. In the world. Yeah. She's in great. the world. Like yeah. that. This was the time when they were making a billion dollars mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they they made decisions about how all of these films would feel all, all along with the directors uh, when and it was often spielberg the director those three people were like yeah we're gonna blow one up in the microwave okay okay mm -hmm. but you're saying something yeah. and what you're saying in that moment is these are evil wicked creatures and right. for the rest of the film i'm not supposed to be surprised 
when they get torn limb from limb, when they get decapitated, etc. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you know uh, who was really busy during eighty four, eighty five? And mm. that's that's the mom, Frances Lee McCain. Mm. Oh, she really? was in yeah, she was in Back to the Future, this Gremlins, Footloose, Stand by Me. She was just all well, over she was the, the place. Mom, and yeah, in Back to the Future, she was the mom. Stella um, Maine. Well, Honestly, she, actually, she was the mom of the little girl that we saw last week in Adventures in Babysitting. Right, oh, right, yeah, yeah. right. I was just going right. to say, we just saw her, like, straight up yes, mm-hmm. last week. So she's she got around. Uh, maybe she's a Chris yeah. Columbus deal or Spielberg thing. Spielberg, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy, those 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 guys together. She's still doing stuff all the way up in uh, – she, she just got through doing something uh, this past year, a couple mm. of things. So That's interesting because Phoebe, Phoebe Cates kind of, like, stopped doing anything. She's like uh, – mm-hmm. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Last thing Phoebe Cates did where she was actively working was nineteen four. Uh, sorry, 1994. And then uh, she was in Lego Dimensions as a voiceover for, uh, like, it sounds like it was a favor for somebody in 2015. But that's it. <laughs> 94 to 2015, like, nothing. I don't know what happened how there. Does, how, does, how does a voice work as a favor sound? How does that, is that I don't a, know how that works. It's like, hey, <laughs> we're doing this Lego game. Can you do a thing? <laughs> And she said, sure, why not? I'll come over there. I don't like acting anymore, but I'll do that. But, I mean, I don't know what she's doing. Isn't she married to somebody famous? Like, she's uh, married to uh, Kevin Klein. That's who it is. So he's yeah. over there doing fish odor, and she's like, I don't want to do this stuff anymore. Exactly. And they're they're one of those rare Hollywood marriages where you've got two famous people who got married and have stayed married. Like, they are, right, you right. know, they, yeah. they haven't. Uh, Brian, you might, no you, might say, you might say they're in it to win it together yeah i think they're in it to win yeah Yeah. i'm gonna play a clip that scott fletcher sent us that explains this movie slightly more than we have so far and here's how it goes gremlins a boy inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently mischievous monsters (laughs) in a small town no really who wants perfection right (laughs) (laughs) not me uh, I like a flawed. A flawed Fletcher is a great Fletcher. I really like. That. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I want a lot more of from this movie, and it doesn't give it to me. Is K. A. Luke as grandfather as Mister Wing? Oh, uh, he is fantastic. Yeah, he's yes, K. A. Luke was the best thing in the film. I don't understand why he was so underutilized. It's almost like they didn't respect his culture and his character at right, all. Right. Uh, it was just. It was just a total use of that culture. Like we're just gonna go stick our nose into this, and then which is which is reflective of what the commentary is in this movie that we're not ready, that we're mm. we should be isolated from that. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of art imitating life. By the way, uh, according to the internet, uh, in 2005, the actress Phoebe Cates took a, an, a, a step away from the cameras when she opened her own boutique on a New York Madison Avenue called Blue Tree. So oh, all right. She's, Okay, yeah, so, so it's kind of like a general store. Uh, yeah, you know what I say? Great, you got yeah. other stuff to do. You want to do? Get the H out. You don't need. Well, why not? You don't need to she, be whatever. You be who you want to be. Go. And she cost Blockbuster Video so much money because <laughs> uh, copies of Fast Times at Ridgemont High would get so stretched out because people would pause. Uh, pause. <laughs> That part of the tape's been on the playhead for about exactly. 30 minutes now. Why does, why does that part of the car song all of a sudden go, uh, <laughs> uh, Totally, dude. Speaking of which, uh, that, isn't that whole scene? That's um, uh, close talker. What's the name? Judge Reinhold's Judge in that Reinhold, scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's in this for like a hot second, and I would like to officially call him... <laughs> 
today's yeah. chick in the bucket because agreed. You get, I'd say you get one him. of two. Okay, who's no, the other? I think uh, I think Corey Feldman is another chick in the bucket. Oh like, yeah, we, we, we kind of him. Yeah. We, we see him, him but... fighting from the right. window, right? Yeah. That's right. about and it. Yeah. Just kind of like instead of just closing the window. Right. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, go ahead. I am going to go with Reinhold. I am going to go with him being the chick in the bucket because honestly, as many times I've seen Gremlins, every time I watch, I'm like, oh. He's in this? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why? I forgot. But Hold on. Why? Yeah, you don't even see him interacting with the gremlins. Like there, there should be no. shots of him. Like, get away from me! Hey, you get away! Don't you know yeah. who I am? I'm the bank manager. Brr. Yeah. Cutting room floor, baby. Yeah. I, yeah. Let me tell you something about the whole Feldman deal. It's fine that he's in it, and it's interesting to see him at such a young age doing his early work and all that. But I, uh, I, I think I don't understand the idea of a four, a seventeen year old kid in high school who's got a neighbor <laughs> buddy who's like nine. Like, what's that right, about? Who comes over, hops up in the attic, and sits there while you take your shirt off and you know change your clothes in your attic. Yeah, none of that. None of that felt right. I was like, "What yeah. are we doing here, guys?" What they played. They played light. They played very loose with teenage reality in this movie. From that, and Phoebe Cates working down at the local bar underage is the only bartender. <laughs> I'm like, and, what and, is this? And just serving a bunch of gremlins because they showed up. Like, do they have yeah. money? Right, Why are exactly. you doing this? Well, and how do you know what they want? All they say is yum yum and glug yeah. and uh, yep. That yep. that that is that is my that is my moment in this movie where like E. T. I just go no. Mm. I I'm sorry. Mm. This <laughs> this doesn't hold up. Mm. I I know it's supposed to just be outrageous and cute. Mm. Right. But well, I, and if I, it's too much. Mm. And if we're talking about that scene. Um, right. isn't beer mostly water? Like, yes, should, they, shouldn't they're drinking just but, like stuff be there, popping out of them left and right? There aren't a bunch of gizmos in there. There's a bunch of stripes in there. Yeah, right? but they and, but, yeah. but they get and, wet and, too, right? I mean, the, the yeah. whole thing at the yeah. end. I, I think they could have. Yes, yeah, those, my, my, those rules are pretty shaky. Don't yeah, don't look at the rules. That is what I'm saying. The rules are very shaky, and it's and it's yeah. the one of the things you got to park at the door. I like to think that this entire thing, as narrated by the father, because the whole thing's sandwiched with his. A beginning of you won't believe this story. And at the end, well, that's the story like that. I think in my head, because of there's so much here, you have to like go, okay, well, no, wait, this creature exists, but the world isn't freaking out about it. It's not being studied at the freaking NSA. Like what, like what is this? Right. It's all in this guy's imagination. He's just telling a tale. And and I'm and oh, I'm, I, like I think that. I'm okay with it. They By the way, that guy, um, that guy, Hoyt Axton is yeah. uh, responsible for two of three dog nights, biggest hits. Uh, mm -hmm. First one is, well, I never been to Spain. Or, well, I never been to Spain, oh. but I kind of like the music. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Joy to the World by Three Dog Night was also is written it? by Hoyt Axton. Oh. And he has got the best voice. I he mean, does have I, the best voice, yes. There is nobody I would rather tell me a scary Christmas story than Hoyt Axton. Yeah. 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 yeah, he I was great. It. He love died it. way too soon in '99 at the age of 61. Rest in peace. My, yeah. my, I love. I just noticed his bio. He was born in Oklahoma and he died in Montana. That just sounds wow. right to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, let's see, the last thing he did was. Oh, this is all music. He just still. What do you, still what do you think? Good. What do you think killed him? One of those juicers? What do you think? My, oh my god! <laughs> the invention. Okay. That's the the subplot of this movie is about a crazy inventor at home who yeah, is, yeah. is ruining the family, basically, spending all of their resources, wasting all of their resources mm -hmm. on nothing. He's, he's making crazy, broken know, crap. Mm -hmm. You know what I love about this family, and it's one of the things I loved about the story of the Adams family, is even though the dad is just an absolute 
goof. The the family buys into his inventions 100%, even though they know they're probably going to break on him. Yeah, that they, love they, they that love and going. support coming out of his wife is genuine and and, and yeah. lovely. I always enjoy that. When she's like, "This, I don't know if we can drink this. And he goes, you don't think we can drink this? And, like, it, and they're smiling and laughing. There's kind of a, I don't know, there's something I always liked about that as right. well. I'm glad you brought that she up. But I don't know where the family is. She roll income. her eyes at him. You know, she, she's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, well, all right, I'll just make orange juice the regular way or something like that. But she always uses his inventions. And she tries. That scene, mm-hmm. She tries. And, and there's that scene with the, the, uh, the remote control phone answering thing that I, yes. I feel like I feel like Tina experiences this every time she tries to use our <laughs> Echo uh, <laughs> to do anything. Where <laughs> it's like, God dang it! Brain replaced all of our remotes with this yes. talking to damn you know yeah, uh, stupid what, talking machine name. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> She's like, just give me a remote like I used to have. Stand up and change Any, the channel. Yeah. Anyone yeah. who lives with a technophile who's always manipulating things like that, they can definitely relate to this sure. uh, to that relationship. Yeah. It's it's a lot of I, I like I said, I would love to see more movies where families just absolutely support each other. It's always seems like they use it always seems like writers use that is the conflict point. And it's yeah. always the family conflict. And I prefer I, I really like to see that where a family is a unit. And the conflict is outside yep. of that. Yeah, totally. And, and a lesser movie would make the the climax of the film dependent on one of those inventions finally working and yes. and yes. getting rid of the last gremlin. You know, right? Right. What was it? What was it? The uh, the bathroom buddy? Is that what he had? That was. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was a disaster. <laughs> but yeah, I wrote down in my notes. I could easily fit a toothbrush, toothpaste, razor, comb, yeah. and right, uh, right. nail clippers in a bag half that size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it's so weird. I, I don't understand what he, his inventions are. Just like I'm going to take three or four different things that all live in the same part of the house and stick them together. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Do you guys do you guys frequently travel with a dental mirror? No, no. no. Why? What, I, why? I, I, do you guys I even own you. a dental mirror? No, I I do. No. So you don't. do you have a dental mirror? You Come don't on. have you a, a dental, dental mirror. mirror. I have a I have a, a mirror on a long like a, a telescoping rod that I can use like if I'm working on a computer. And I can like get in the back, and it's got like a little magnet on the other end. So if I right. drop a screw, I can get it. But I don't have one that that's well, made for the I, bathroom. I'm I'm all about the gift sets. So he was selling right to the right demographic if he was selling sure. to me because sure. I I like the gift sets. Have I ever actually used it? I think once mm. when I was like my throat is sore. Yeah. Let me see what I can see back here. But mm. I yeah I had that kind of crap. Yeah. I even have a single blade razor and all that crap. I just. I like those. I use my phone and my gifts. wife now. So I'll say, honey, here's my phone. Turn on the flashlight feature. <laughs> the flashlight comes on and then she'll look down my throat and say, no, it doesn't look red. OK. And then I move on like that's my yeah. she's my yeah, invention. That's your bathroom buddy. Yeah, she's my bathroom buddy. <laughs> I've, I'm actually thinking about getting a water pick. I mean, I've got I've got the I love the bathroom buddy, but I got I got like, you know, I got the electric toothbrush. I got all the little dental stuff. I want to I want a water pick too. You guys don't No, I have a water pick. pick. I love mine. It's great. All right. Yeah, it's See? the best. That thing I have it on max. So here's what you do. You start low, like 2-3 levels in that thing cuz it's right. it'll freaking then you tear go your to, gums asunder. Then you asunder. go to gum bleed. Yeah, cuz it'll hurt cuz it'll it'll laser your gums you apart when you're not yeah. used to yeah. it. So you build up and now I'm on the max setting and it is glorious. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love Scott's it. in the bathroom, water splashing all out of his mouth. Ah! It's like it's like pressure washing your face. Food it's particles. Like, it's amazing. You know, you know what's weird is this inventor guy goes to an inventor convention and 
He's oh, standing yeah. there on the phone, and Robbie the robot is right there. Yes. Yep. Right. Why Did you, are you not impressed? Yeah. So Robbie the robot's great. Did you also see the? Um, they had the time machine. They had the like the original. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. From mm-hmm. H. Wells. And, yeah. So yeah. the first scene, they're all looking at, it, and there's a guy sitting in it, and then they cut to a close up of of Hoyt Axon's face or the or the mom, and they mm-hmm. cut back, and the time machine is gone. And there's a God. bunch of people standing there scratching mm-hmm. their heads. There, there is that is Dante Joe That's, Dante humor. Yep. Back, was, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Best background there, joke ever yeah bunches good. bunches of things like that if you when if there's a tv playing in the background you got to pay attention to what's being said oh, on that right. tv yeah, yeah. There, there's something weird and jokey it's relevant and yep exactly yeah. if you want to have a good if you want to really if you rewatch burbs and watch for all the background stuff do nothing but watch for the background stuff mm-hmm. and then watch it again and you will catch so many things that were that get tied together Okay, do I have to? You've got to watch it at least three times to enjoy the burbs to full capacity. <laughs> on, this, is a, this is a movie, right? We, watch we, movies. Could, we yeah. could sack it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we totally could oh, sack the burbs. Yeah. The burbs. Okay. Geez, I love I would love to sack the burbs. Yeah. Okay. Brian Brian is always looking for excuses to watch the burbs again anyway, but uh, Any, yeah. Anytime. Like let's do it. I like the burbs a lot. I you know, right. I'm I'm being reminded here that I really like early Joe Dante. I, I did not like Small Soldiers though. I thought that movie there was something mean about it. And that's funny yeah. to say, because you'd think like the guy behind Gremlins could take sentient toys and do a similar thing. And that's some... what's, that's what's great about Gremlins is having Spielberg temper yeah. Joe Dante's kind of, he, he can have a little bit of a mean spirit in yeah. that, uh, yeah. in that humor. So I think it worked really? out well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Really? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Here? Hey, I... But Christmas Eve, is that really the right day to have a inventor's convention? No. Who's, a, who's the jackass no. that scheduled that? <laughs> That's my whole point. I think he just told this story. This is all bullshit. Like, and also at an adventures convention, nobody invented Robbie the robot. I think they were hoping a whole generation of people had right. no idea what that was. And oh, I was, oh, I was yeah. thinking that Robbie robot, Robbie the robot was an inventor because he was on yeah, the phone yeah. for a little while talking to somebody next what? to him. Like, Not, and, oh, and let's, I mean, let's just run down some of the movies this movie references. Give me a tropeler. It's oh, a trope. Oh, okay, it's hold on. All right. The- all right. It's the shout-out trope. So let's see. There's an ET reference in yep. the store mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. Uh, Stripe is hiding among dolls. Yep. Uh, right. There's a Close Encounters of Third Kind reference. Yeah. There's yep. uh, obviously a Time Machine. Oh, we just talked about that. Oh, you know what? There's right. a big uh, There's a big Spielberg reference because that theater that blows up uh, yeah. was also the Marty McFly theater. That whole set was the right. Marty McFly. Well, yeah, the, yeah. That opening scene, I had to go back. I was like, Tina, that's that's totally Hill Valley. That's like, mm-hmm. there's the clock tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all in there. And they burned down right after, right after filming uh, Back to the Future Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know if it was from that that blowing. I don't know because the years so are then, weird. I don't know how they. So then, my it. favorite reference in the whole film is when uh, Dad goes to the shop at the beginning. And the old Chinese guy's son is dressed exactly like Short Round. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wearing Shine short Louis. rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Wait a minute. Where did this? So this was 1984. Yep. When did uh, Temple of Doom come out? 84. Same year. Okay, so it was. Uh, yeah. So all right. So it was just like, well, we've only got one, <laughs> one, one, one wardrobe. wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows? It could have been that, or it could have been a homage, but. The other thing I liked is when they show the cinema in town, they're showing two movies, A Boy's Life and Watch the Skies. These were both working titles for Spielberg's E.T. and Close Encounters. Uh, A Boy's Life was the original title for E.T. and Watch the Skies was Close Encounters, which is crazy. I love that. That kind of stuff is great. Anytime I can... 
anytime I can slide in a uh, a Riptide connection, uh, Chin Lee was the character John Louie played in Riptide. Oh, all right. Yeah. I like Riptide. You know, you and I have a fandom for a show that no one else cares about. I like <laughs> I like Riptide a lot. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Riptide. And, Randy, you were and saying. Just, just one more thing. I felt like, and I can't prove this because I haven't done the, the homework, but I felt like Jerry Goldsmith was also referencing other movies mm. at yeah. times. Mm. And there were there were several times when I just got this feeling like, is that a is that little bit of this score a reference to Twilight Zone? I think it is. I think yeah. I just I Could think be. I just little... heard a yeah. reference to Poltergeist. I'm not a hundred percent sure, because like I say, it would take a lot of work to go figure it out. Yeah, no, I agree with it, you. It's there. Yeah. It felt like Jerry Goldsmith was in on this reference all the movies thing too. It's really good too. Yeah. It's it's um it is the thing that gives it the most Spielberg Spielbergian tone. The music is just like straight up Spielberg. When that Gremlins uh, or when uh, Mugwai freaking Gizmo Gizmo is fly, <laughs> is uh, flying through the department store in that little car. Uh, that car scene and that music is just like, oh my gosh, Steven Spielberg's yeah. like farted on the scene. I was thinking, and I was thinking, total missed opportunity for them to do an, an homage to Raiders of the Lost Ark when he's in that car and like there's a basketball that, that falls down in the sporting goods section. If they would have had that basketball kind of chasing him like the big boulder at the beginning of yes. uh, Raiders, they easily could have like, it would have taken 10 seconds for them to like work that in. Missed opportunity. Oh, oh and yeah. the brutal murder of the disabled woman on the wheelchair stairs. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That scene so much. Uh, that I, yeah. what was that? Like I felt like I'd seen something really similar to that before from a Spielberg film. That's it, or a oh, Hitchcock really? film. Yeah, right? it's it looks very, very Hitchcocky. Familiar. Yeah, I would yeah. Agree, I would agree yeah. with that. But it, that, I love that, that scene. I freaking, freaking love it. Freaking brutal! I can't believe <laughs> that was in this movie. Well, now and let's let's talk about that really quickly. Randy Kismagrits. At some point, at some point, we do have to talk about the sequel, which I love. I'm, I'm, I'm one of oh, those yeah. rare people who really loves the sequel. I don't know if, well, maybe not rare, well, but Joe Dante thinks it's way better than the first, so he's with which you. Which blows yeah, my mind. Yeah. I think I like it better, or I like it, but I don't know if I like it more. But one of the first things that um, Phoebe Cates' character says when she goes to visit, uh, or would she, you know, she and uh, Billy uh, meet up after work, is that wow? You know that all those horrible things happened way back in uh, Kingston Falls or wherever it's called. And nobody, it's amazing nobody died. And, and like right, you think right, to yourself, right. how did, how did Flo, it's my grits right. Flo, survive yeah. that? She <laughs> had to Holiday survived that. Yeah, because I, I think that was a little bit of, uh, I think she was remembering it incorrectly. Yeah, I think because so I'm with you because that, that what the Mandela effect like, within a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because. People died. Futtermans, the Futtermans did not make it after getting run over by that. By oh, that no, Futtermans oh, actually right. appear in the sequel. Oh, oh you're right. Do, yeah, I guess but, they did. But the they're way the, they, they really do leave them in a grim sp place. If, if there right, was no right. sequel, you would assume they were dead. Easily, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the way they slammed and they, really, they really didn't show Miss Deagle being dead. They just showed her out on the ground in her little They showed chair, her, like, so. sticking up and not moving. And I think right. that's something that, like, you know, if you're writing a movie and you want to just give it a subtle indication that, well, maybe she's not dead, you'd, like, see a foot twitch or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. There is something about no, I liked it, though. her character because she was, she was such, uh, you know, the character from The Wizard of Oz. She totally uh, was, yeah. So... I mean, they do I, everything I, but make it. Do, 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 yeah, when she shows up on screen. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and and can't, can't, like every time we'd mention Phoebe Cates, I just want a trope alert. Um, oh wow, hold on. She, okay, Phoebe Cates trope alert. She's such a trope. She is the love interest. She is 
the girl who works at the next slot over at the bank, who at the beginning of the film doesn't really have much to do with anything and gets roped into it, but still like her, everything about her is so tropey. It's, it's kind of sad. Like I, I wish like if, if I was going to remake this film, I'd have our lead character die. Like he would get killed (laughs) by the, uh, what's his name? I'm I'm forgetting the name of our lead character. Uh, Billy. Billy, oh, thank you. Billy, Billy. I'd have Zach. I'd have Zach Galligan die because he's too dumb to live, and then I, I would have uh, Phoebe Cates take over the murdering but, of all the gremlins. But, but that's thing. That's part two, isn't it? That doesn't stick a uh, step. I have no oh, idea. Isn't that? What I have it? no idea. Right. But I'm just saying. And by the way, it turns out this is my first viewing of Gremlins. Um, wow. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow! All right. Uh, I I really thought I'd seen it before, but there was not a moment watching this movie where I remembered anything. Uh, but. I just felt like she was such a trope. And at the end, when they kiss, oh, mm. I wanted to throw something at the freaking screen. Well, really? The, the, I, the, I, it's I fine. Know. It's fine. The f- yeah. four, fourth high, highest grossing film of that year, by the way. It was uh, behind, and it was a Tough big year. 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 Big year, yeah. yeah. So you had, ahead of that, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. You had, oh, I don't know what the other three were. But yeah, okay. it, it did really well okay. that year. Killed it. Can we talk about 1984 for just a second? Sure, we, sure. We have before, but I, I love the what's your favorite movie of these? Uh, like, you know, 1984 was a huge year for every for people having a favorite movie, like for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I mean, uh, I remember yeah. I remember people saying for years and years that Temple of Doom was their favorite movie they'd ever seen. And that was the year of Ghostbusters and the Terminator and the Karate Kid and Amadeus. And A Nightmare on Elm Street was 1984. Mm-hmm. Like, does, does anybody have, like, that thing where that year you got cemented into loving a movie for a decade? Uh, there, absolutely. There's a ton. I mean, um, Night of the Comet, 16 Candles. Footloose. Uh, the, the Footloose, the first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Candles. Red Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so many Flash. of them influenced me, but Ghostbusters <laughs> ruled tap. my Ghostbusters ruled my life. Through, through the whole 80s. Hey, that, that's that good. Comedy, this opened the same weekend, by the way. Same exact weekend as Gremlins, yeah, which yeah. seems crazy. Comedy, comedy horror yeah. was, was huge right then. That's, and that's what set me on to that, that whole fascination with the, with, the, with the comedy horror type films. And I just haven't stopped. Haven't Spinal stopped. Tap was that year? Jeez, 16 yeah, Candles. Uh, and probably of all these, that might be my favorite in the list. I mean, I love Ghostbusters and I love uh, Indiana Jones. And, you know, but... Um, we're we're, get, we're reaching a point where I can't name more than one or two comedies in a year. Like 2017, name the great comedies. 1984 had Police Academy and Top Secret was 1984. <laughs> mm-hmm. and Beverly Hills Bach- Cop. Yeah. Bachelor Party was 1984. And oh, that doesn't hold up. Don't watch okay. Bachelor Party. I hear you. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like <laughs> Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai was 1984. Revenge of the Nerds. I mean, yeah, yeah you look at this list, and it is it is seriously... It just feels like uh, such a snapshot in time, like a, a yeah, twelve yeah. months of films that would endure forever. Yeah, yeah. lots of them. And there's some and we're not even mentioning that are smaller, like you know, Starman and and uh, the Muppets Take Manhattan. I mean, these are smaller, less impactful, maybe over time. But even Red even Dawn. even Chud, <laughs> freaking Chud, came out that year, right. dude. Yeah. yeah, I know. We could almost do Film Sack. For you know, like make the entirety of 2018 only doing movies from 1984 that we oh, haven't so done easy. yet, and we'd still have plenty. The to year do. of 1984. <laughs> <laughs> we still haven't watched Firestarter for film sack. Buckaroo Banzai's film sackable. Repo Man. Yeah, 
yeah. so much uh, romancing so much the stone do. i can't believe it it but it, to me revenge of the nerds doesn't feel like it was in the same era as the temple of doom yeah, i don't it, know why it felt yeah. more like the 70s didn't it because yeah. we were yeah. still like porkies it felt very akin to that time yeah frame. i agree anyway right. 84 man what a, what a year and this is one of them and it was the fourth highest grossing that year which is which is pretty damn good uh some other cool. interesting bits of trivia here you got your uh uh, one of the studio notes to oh I love this one of the studio notes to director Joe Dante and producer Steven Spielberg on seeing the first cut was that there were too many gremlins and Spielberg in the most ultimate like sarcastic comeback suggested cutting them all out and calling the film people I think that's amazing nice. <laughs> wow yes. that's back I, wow. you know I'm gonna have to go with the studio uh, in some instance because the bar scene they hung out there way too long, giving us these different characterizations and different themes of gremlins. And this time around, that part, to me, didn't really hold up. Well, I, I, I just, mean, why are I they drink? I have this question. Why are they drinking? Why are they pretending to play poker and dressing up like gangsters and ladies and stuff? What is the yeah. point? The gremlins are very much into popular culture, it, whether it be old, new, or whatever. They all felt like they needed something to stand out. Uh, yeah, but they I were they were born why. like eight hours ago, two, like two seconds ago. Yeah, I, I I don't get that. Like I, I never really understood it. I understand the comedy effect, and there's the one in the, like the well, leg warmers doing like the you know the, yeah, the flash dance, flash, flash dance. dance. Yeah, there was the, only uh, there was only two that I kind of chuckled at, and that was the flash dance. And I did like later on. Uh, I always laugh when I see the flasher, the flasher grimace. Oh, the flasher! <laughs> I like. The flasher I don't know. Good. My my favorite uh, of all the gremlins is the one with the little hand puppets that's going. Yes, <laughs> I'm a puppet doing puppets. <laughs> and he's talking to like that mob boss looking one. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there's some. I mean, I I guess I yeah. like and don't like it. Like I I don't know why they ha like story or lore. Or, you know, canon wise, it kind of gets it scratches all the wrong itches. But but I okay. I kind of like that they did that. I, and the carolers are the freaking best. And I hope they. You know, if they're yeah. making they're making a three, by the way, this is happening. Right. Uh, Gremlins three directed by uh, doesn't say yet. They're still picking a director. Maybe Dante. Who knows? Mm. But uh, uh, Chris oh, Columbus is on to, to write it. And uh, rumor is the dude, the kid is is back in. Uh, Zach, uh, really? Zach Gilligan? Yeah. Gilligan? Gilligala, really? Gilligan, yeah. Well, I got to have me some Feldman up in there. Come on. <laughs> so you know that's going to be a, it's not going to be puppets this time, man. You're going to have some serious CGI. Oh, God, I hope not because that's the whole passion about the, the creepiness of, of the puppets is, <laughs> right. is what, what makes it so good. It's that great stop motion scene of all of them coming down the street and it's like yeah. so like one frame per second of all yes. these things coming which, yeah. which like I want to I want to push back a little bit on you know it doesn't hold up that all the gremlins are putting themselves in costumes that are tropes from old movies and stuff because you got to remember, this is a film for twelve-year-olds made in 1983. Like sure, sure. that, that the the thinking was, we have to make sure this is joyful and funny to a twelve-year-old in order to get people to come see this movie. And like, I I get that. I I felt like the I was bothered by it. Yes, but I also forgave it all the way across the board. 
because there was a 12-year-old boy in me who was just thrilled at all of the nonsense where they're laying down under a beer tap. Who hasn't wanted to do that? Everybody. <laughs> and his little bellies you know, filling up. Yeah. And... So maybe you so can only fun. get the, the beer. Oh, yeah, they were getting beer everywhere, though. They should have been spawning yeah, yeah, yeah. extra gremlins constantly. They, and, and they kind of... And, and they kind of... Very loosely, he says uh, earlier, Billy says to his teacher, I believe it is, he says, yeah, just ordinary water. So he emphasizes that it's ordinary water. So only maybe only pure water or something. So, look, I'm trying to excuse the stupid rules. Yeah, (laughs) no, they're dumb rules. They're dumb. They're dumb rules. By the way, I love his teachers and his his teacher getting getting whacked. You know, you don't see his head anymore. He apparently oh, right. didn't. Yeah. Apparently, he didn't die. Yeah, I guess uh, not. According no, to Grimace sure. too. I guess he but lived. it does. It does harken back to our uh, our our original film sack checklist. Black guy dies first. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, black guy gets a and that was gets a, a, long, a syringe in his run, butt though. first. That's a, that's the new one. Syringe yeah, in the butt right. first goes to that black well, guy. Well, exactly. Yeah. If 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 uh, Gremlins two is to be believed, then he wasn't killed. He was just <laughs> sedated with a hypodermic needle. But hold on. In two, did people die in two? Because I have never seen two. I've never seen the oh, sequel. Oh my god! You've we yeah we've got to watch two then because two, the great thing about two is it becomes a parody of one. Okay. It it breaks the fourth wall so many times to it's make fun of the original one. Gremlins movie. Mm. All right, I'm in. And, is there a microwave yeah. again? Somebody gets popped in a microwave. So, so Glenn, uh, Glenn right? Mm. I hope so. Mm. Uh, Glenn Glenn Tur- Turman, Roy Hansen, was it Mr. Hansen? Was that is the that teacher? The right actor? Yeah. That's yeah, no, I mean in in this movie. Oh, he was actually in. He was he was in Super Eight. That was oh, I, yeah. Oh, he's the. He I know the guy. Doctor Woodard. Yeah, he's the yeah. one that's uh that's discovered the the controversy and sh- finds mm-hmm. the kids out and he's all in, in the wreck in the truck. Yep. In, in guys, Super Eight, guys. Scott has seen Super Eight more than once. Oh, I've seen Super right. Eight a lot. I love Super Eight. I think Super Eight's <laughs> awesome. Before we, before we move on too far, we've we've been doing all the the actors uh, proper, oh, yeah. but there's a lot of voice acting in this from Mogwai, uh, uh, which is Howie Mandel for the most part, right? That's mm-hmm. yep. that's mostly him, and then but then we have Michael Winslow doing right. Mogwai and Gremlins. Well, speaking voices. of Police Academy, yeah, yeah. Peter and Cullen, mm-hmm. the yeah, same again, got... the same year the Police Academy came out. So this wasn't it wasn't like Michael Winslow was a known property. Right. By anybody at that point. Yeah. Right. That's true. You can always tell the ones with, that were, um, what's his name, who does uh, Megatron. Um, not, uh, yeah. Not yeah. Peter Cullen, Cullen, the other guy. Oh, uh, Peter Welker? Cullen's in there. Yep. No, Peter yeah, Cullen. Peter, yeah, Welker, that's it. Frank Welker's in it. Mm-hmm. And he does all of that, like that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can hear it. It's almost like Starscream. Freaking get your ass over here. <laughs> his voice is always so familiar to me. But yeah, it's, it is interesting. They tapped, you know, working mostly in animation but working voice actors and and cast uh, Bob them. Bergen is one of them yep. and mm-hmm. uh if you don't if you don't recognize that name he was the later voice of Porky Pig mm-hmm. right, among right. many many other things yep that's how that went <laughs> uh this was probably Corey Feldman before he was soiled by some dirty bastard in the business of Hollywood right so that's right. the worst or, the worst abuse he got was being dressed up in a Christmas tree yeah yeah. <laughs> Which that okay, so that that's part of the charm of the film. And I, I really want to talk about that. Weren't you all just taken aback by the snow on the ground and the Christmas tree yeah. lot 
and that costume. Oh my gosh, I want that Christmas tree costume. The Christmas tree. But, well, I want to live in that town. town. Yeah. The small yeah. town people, right? I mean, you got the thirty thirty looking guy with the white uh, beard and the and the mm-hmm. pipe who goes and you know gets his hand stuck in the uh, uh, the mailbox. <laughs> presumably, a gremlin in there. I, I got to bring up one other actor though. I'm amazed we haven't brought up yet. It blew me away because as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh my god, is that him? It's um, Jonathan Banks, uh, yes. Mike Herman Trout from uh, Breaking Bad, is the deputy. <laughs> the goofy, oh, yeah, the yeah, deputy. yeah. What? Yeah. He's the one freaking out? You're kidding me. I'm nope. not kidding. Nope. Yeah, nope. As soon as you see him in the, in the sheriff's yeah. station, like, oh, my God, I think that's Jonathan Banks. And I pulled up IMDb immediately. Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. That's amazing. And, and, oh. and right, in center, yeah. right in the center of the trope, man, the, the, the trope of police are useless. Yeah. <laughs> Worse right. than useless, corrupt and ignoring and expecting free Christmas trees and just. Right. Yes. <laughs> They were the worst. I paid for mine, Bob. <laughs> I, I read a summary of the extras from the DVD, and Joe Dante actually talks about this trope and mm-hmm. how you have to make the, pol- the police useless because that's how sci-fi has to go. If the right, police are competent, sense. then sci-fi isn't as mysterious and fun. But when right. the police uh, don't believe you and uh, you know they call things uh, impossible and so on, then you engage the audience in knowing something the authorities don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's and these guys were, come on, man, they were terrible. <laughs> oh, terrible, worst, and, yeah, bad cops. The funny thing about this more. small town stuff is that they, your town has to be pretty small to hire only uh, high school kids to work at the bank. <laughs> Poor Phoebe Cage. She's got two jobs. Yeah. Barely holding it down. Yeah. Aside from the parents, are we in a situation, movie situation, where all all adults are idiots? Pretty close. Every everybody except for Don Steele, rocking Ricky Rialto. He's a genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wants to he wants to bring out the hoses to get rid of the gremlins if they come <laughs> right. back. Exactly. Yes. Well, <laughs> you he doesn't, idiot. Know. He yeah, doesn't he know the rules. Yeah, he didn't know the rules yeah. yet. Don, Don Steele uh, from Death Race 2000. He he made a career at being that annoying announcer guy, mm. radio personality. Sure. Well, and you can't even you can't even call grandfather Mr. Wing. You can't call him smart because he should have never given the gremlin to anybody. Right. That, look, Why is he keeping dumb? that in front of the store anyway? Yeah. yeah. And and that's yeah, that was I couldn't figure out material right there. Right. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out if he was if he was genuinely disappointed or if he was trying to pull us along what what exactly what is was his motives because he certainly could have put an end to this he didn't yeah. have to let that happen he kind of he felt like he kind of knew but maybe he was trying to teach his grandson a lesson and maybe. maybe the white man too i don't know it was i couldn't quite put my finger on what he was trying to do and is there and is there an example of a movie with rules where you know you know at any point where you're given a movie with rules right don't cross the streams or don't right. you know whatever what happens Exactly. <laughs> bad things, Ray. Bad things. Um, if is there any example of a movie where the main characters break the rules so quick they barely get the thing home, and <laughs> they yeah, already like so have been blinded quick, by a flashbulb? Already, like, yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. Usually, the weird movie rule is the source of mystery for a long time in the film. You're like, right. what's going to happen? What's when's this going to go wrong? Yeah. Right. And yeah, this movie doesn't wait a minute. No, no, I mean, 
<laughs> they break every single rule, I think, within the right first 24 hours of, of having the damn thing. Well, the original plan, according to trivia, was that Stripe would be Giz- – Gizmo would turn into Stripe. and uh, Oh, really? And he would be converted back later or something. And, like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. Yeah, and they changed their minds. But, um, I mean, you could Good see – after you pooped out a bunch of those new ones, you could see like, oh, yeah, these are fine. These Look at these. Mm-hmm. And, and the, mm-hmm. again, that you have to – like, why isn't – why is it only his spawn that turn into evil things? And why did he never I, do that? Xerox effect. It's right. the Xerox effect. It's the copy of a copy is always less uh, uh, less or is more inferior. Well, and mm. and so there's there's two different rules you're you're kind of conflating here, right? If you get him wet, he he doubles. Mm-hmm. If you feed him after midnight, they go into that pupil stage because they've now got right. the night energy. To turn into bad ground. Oh yeah, I forgot about the. Energy. I forgot about the. I forgot about the, the midnight fell, yeah. dark fell power or something. Yeah, uh, exactly. Of which, right. All right, you can't feed them after midnight. What's the what's the end point? Like, oh, at eight a.m. Yeah, that, that was always that was always the five? <laughs> That's always been the worst rule. All the other rules, the other two rules suck. But the not feeding them after midnight does make no sense. It's like, but wait, what do you mean? Because. What if you're talking about a different time zone? And right, exactly. What if you end? live on the border of Eastern time to Central time, and right. you drive them across the border, all of a and sudden, it, they, yeah, it's reset. Then it started making me question Cinderella, and it's like, <laughs> oh, but I'm like, this is not good. We should, oh, yeah, this is no a bad kidding. rule. Bad no rule. Kidding. Right. Don't well, do it. Uh, yeah, it, it's a bad rule. There's a lot of bad rules, and uh, they're yeah. bad at breaking them, and that's just kind of how it goes. Uh, hey, uh, I'm gonna hey. say this grossest part. Will you guys have an idea here? Oh, oh, let me see. Wait, wait, wait. I have my show notes. Where to put it's it? It's gotta be. It's gotta be. No, wasn't there? Did somebody get some no. splattered slime in the it's, mouth? It's gotta be early on when when Scott first sees all the the clones of Mogwai uh, eating chicken. No, nope. eating chicken no. in the box nope. scene. That, so oh, that is good. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. one. However, yeah. nope. I'm gonna side with the gross toothpaste product that comes out of the uh the bathroom <laughs> so bad it yeah. doesn't even look like toothpaste yeah that no. stuff's pretty well, gross but still not there i think in the second uh during the the razor buddy uh okay. yeah that was pretty bad but that's oh, still he gets not a it. lot of that in his mouth that's what i was thinking of yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. nobody wants shaving cream in your mouth dude mm-hmm. no Buff. i mean i'm sure that okay, wasn't so that was probably uh the other stuff was it was it was it uh billy eating skittles Drinking a Coke and a sandwich on the bed next to the dog. Was no, that it? no, 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 because right. I could actually visualize myself doing that sometime. I could, <laughs> I could totally catch myself eating. By the way, I did this last night. The, the irony was not lost on me. I watched the movie very late because we had a very busy day yesterday. Uh, and I didn't finish till like 1230. So, it was, you know, after midnight. And I went upstairs and I noticed the kids had been to McDonald's. And for some reason, there was an untouched McDouble in there. And so I <laughs> ate it. <laughs> At like twelve forty-five, I know, and it, it gave me dreams all night. It was a dumb idea, but the point is, that's I turned myself into my own kind of gremlin this morning. Right, <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, still not there. So the grossest thing for me was whatever spit out of one of them onto the floor uh, yeah. when it when it spit oh, on Mugwai. When, um, when oh. Stripe spit on the the one who was uh, yes. playing video. No, he it's, was playing video. He was, he was playing that awesome. Old Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah, yeah the little dude. Oh, I wanted yeah, one of those so bad. Things. That particular yeah. one, I never had it. But, but yeah, he's, he, they're still kind of in fuzzy cute form. Mm-hmm. And Stripe, while no one's looking, spits on Mugwai, who's on the floor, or spits on Gizmo. Yeah. 
uh, and does this long stream, and it's like a projectile stream of brown. <laughs> Ugh, it's just disgusting. It was like, you know what it's like? It's like chew. Somebody's chew. Yeah, yeah. Tobacco. Or chow. Yeah. Somebody's like between their tooth and gum or their cheek and gum kind of problem. It was real foul, and that's what grossed me out. So there you go. You guys right. were all getting there. The, the movie's got plenty of gross, but most of it's, you know, special effects gross. That particular thing was just like, ugh, it's like a, it's like a gerbil projectile shit across the room or something it was awful <laughs> wow. i'll tell you one thing that i liked about this movie back in 84 when i was a kid uh was when they went into the the shopping center the store and they were going down those toy aisles and it was all of the toys that you would see in that time frame mm-hmm. so you had a lot of there was a lot of mattel stuff there was i guess they must have probably had some tie-ins and stuff but mattel the barbie the midnight horse that Barbie used to drive. I never learned any of those things, but there was a whole bunch of other toys mm-hmm. uh, that were there. Did you guys see anything that was like, oh, yeah, I used to love that. I wish I still had that toy. Well, all Ibbett looks for is uh, Micronauts, and they Micronauts, weren't there. Yeah. 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 Micronauts yeah. and Green Machine. That <laughs> yeah. was like my, you know, loved my Green Machine. Yeah, me too. Loved the Green Machine. Oh, I had one too, dude. I love my freaking Green Machine. Why did they call that? Just because it was green? Yeah, because it was green. And machine rhymes with it. Well, and they couldn't, and they <laughs> couldn't call machine. it. They couldn't call it uh, Big Wheel because that was some other brand, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I loved mine. Oh my gosh, it was the best. I also it thought Micronauts like- were cool. It's weird how parallel we are on the on the toys we liked. I mean, by this time, '84, my life was f- just stacked full of Star Wars toys, like just everywhere. Millennium right. Falcons here, and a and a half eaten dog chewed Luke Skywalker over there, and. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so it felt like my toy my toy decisions were always pre made for me after Star Wars movies started to happen. I just mm-hmm. I just never I was never tempted by anything else. It felt like during mm-hmm. that era, but who who knows? Uh, let's see. Oh, the dog getting tied up outside freaked me out. I didn't like that. Oh yeah, like oh. it's uh-huh. yeah. yeah I mean, was, I it it took rough. a second for me to make sure that that was not a real dog suspended yeah. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you can kind of tell when they start lifting out there that it's, it's just not terrible. Moving. Yeah, when he pulls him down, is real obvious. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. pretty but, bad. But that was that was the other part. the The thing after it in the kitchen with the knives in the microwave was definite. But that was the other thing early in the film that let you know, oh, this is going to be a brutal movie. This is not going to be, a, you know, a little kids movie at all. Like mm-hmm. when you see the dog, it's shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it it is. It's it's yeah. uh, maybe it wasn't then, but it is now. I I, I saw that one. Oh my gosh, where's my dog? I just want to hug my dog. Like just, uh, nobody should do <laughs> to a dog. And also, I do not, and I and I mean this. I've seen Gremlins probably six times in my life. Once in the theater, a bunch of times on video, and then now, I did not remember the dad's invention subplot stuff. I had no recollection oh, uh- that he did the crazy inventions. That he was everything was broken in the house. None of that stayed in my head, and I I cannot for the life of me figure out why because it's actually a pretty big part of it. Yeah, but I don't remember. You were a it. kid, you didn't care. Parents were just idiots. I guess. Well, and, I guess. And you know, again, I thought I'd seen this movie, but the thing that really stuck out to me as I guess I haven't was that I knew it was a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I knew that. I I that's the reason we're watching it this week. Merry Christmas, everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a it's oh, yeah. a and it's a fine Christmas movie. Like as Christmas movies go, I would put it way up there and, and things that you should watch totally. when you're watching a bunch of old movies at Christmas. However, 
I couldn't recall one thing. Like, I couldn't recall that, that everything was snowy or all the, all the Christmas music. There's a ton of Christmas yeah. music. In uh, yeah, constantly. Darlene loves uh, Baby Please Come Home. Mm-hmm. Great Christmas song. Yeah. yeah. You got What's His Name in the middle before the record gets pulled. Uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, the guy that sings a lot. Uh, uh, no, it's the gay dude. He's gay now. Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, when so I was, you hear what I hear. Yeah, when I grew up, that stuff at my grandma's house, that's all that she had on was Johnny Mathis. All. Yep. Johnny, Johnny Mathis is. Uh, I'm going to marry that Johnny world. Mathis one day. <laughs> yep. One of the greatest Christmas songs ever is Johnny Mathis's uh, Marshmallow World. It's one of my favorites. Oh, really? But right. but other than, okay, but it, does it have to be at Christmas? Like nobody, other than the dog getting strung up by Christmas lights, the, um, there's no. Well, like, the, the gift is a Christmas gift. So. Oh, that, that's, that's true. The, okay. Yeah. yeah. And. Yeah, but it could so be a birthday it, gift, you know. Can, yeah, they really well, they really wrap it up because we why does why does Phoebe Kate take Christmas? How do you escalate that? So yeah. there's it's not just a backdrop, it is woven there's, tightly. Okay, well hold and on. I'm talking Ooh. about how much I love the sequel, but there's such a fantastic callback to Phoebe Kate's and her and her hatred for Christmas in the sequel that that mm. just like <laughs> won't say anything more because I do want to watch it for film sack. But uh, okay. oh my lord, I just looked at the cast list for the two. I didn't know this. Christopher Lee and Robert Picardo are in that thing. Yes, yes, prominently. Wow. Okay, sweet. And there's a and there is a Donald Trump like one of the main characters in two is an absolute parody of Donald Trump. Really? Right. Okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Uh, here's is, here's is it also does well, it also take place at Christmas? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is this a Christmas movie also or no? Ooh, it takes place in New York, I, and I'm trying to remember if there's just, any. Christmas I don't, I don't know if so. it's it's definitely not as steeped in it. I can't yeah, remember right. if it happens at Christmas time or not. Yeah, I just looked through photos from Gremlins two, and I'm seeing Gremlins that might be dressed for Christmas. So mm. Mm. yeah, well, I'm Christmas seeing... in New York, you know, that's a thing, and. I could see that. This is basically Gremlins Take Manhattan is what this should have been called. Right, right. What do you do? This is what you did in the 80s. You got a movie. It's about a thing. It yep. did what it did well. Oh, we need to do a sequel. What do you want to do? Take it to the big city, baby. Exactly. And then three <laughs> is when they have a baby and it's uh, the, the baby's precocious. And yeah. Silly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait for three. Really looking forward to it. <laughs> um, all right. I don't else? know. I'm looking at the same photos. Oh, yeah. Hulk Hogan is in is in Gremlins yeah, 2. He is? I mean, it is kind of funny when you look at, at Gremlins 2 and, and then you look at 2017 and think, wow, uh, how was any of this predicted? And, <laughs> right. I didn't know he was in that. I guess he was in a lot of stuff cameo-wise back then. Yeah. He was like the, so, the rock without the talent. So speaking of pictures, yeah. uh, I, I have to declare the IMDb photo of the week, oh. without a doubt, is Sheriff Frank, played by Scott Brady. Now, mm. Scott Brady was an older man at the time, and he died the next year. He died in 1985 oh. at only the age of 60. Oh. Uh, you gotta go see his IMDb photo. So this is a good... He dies a good 15 years before IMDb causes every actor... <laughs> actor's agent to put up a great headshot Mm -hmm. so you got to give him you got to give him some you know relief for that but his imdb photo is at the (laughs) most from the 1960s it is easily yeah yeah, Yeah. it is it is him at the age of like 30 and i want to replicate this photo i want to lose 100 pounds and get a ridiculous spray tan 
uh-huh. and and go rep- replicate this photo and go like uh, lie down on a uh, at the diving board, the jumping board at the Sahara pool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. exactly. That's exactly where it is. I want you guys you have to a hard look. time. You're gonna have a hard time finding the Sahara. I know. <laughs> click Sorry on click on the fourth. Uh, so you know how there's photos right under his his yeah, yeah. profile. Yeah. Click on the fourth one over where he's leaning on a wall. That is the most yeah. stupid <laughs> cowboy picture I've ever seen. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, but the if you scroll, holster, yeah. yeah. If you scroll through his photos, you'll find a bunch of black and whites that have been badly colored, mm-hmm. uh, like really badly colored. Like I don't know why they thought this was acceptable. Badly colored yeah. photos. Some of these are. But, uh, these, oh it's wow! A, it's, this is old bonanza like stuff. Pastel tintype. Yes. The only colors we have are pink and green, yeah. and we're going to colorize this. <laughs> Everything he did back in the fifties was a, was a western. I'm looking at it all: Bloodhounds yeah. and Broadway, Montana Blue, uh, Untamed yeah. Frontier, Bronco yeah. Buster, <laughs> Kansas Raiders. Like, yeah, that was a time. Anyway, help help me, guys! I gotta lose weight and get a spray tan. Let's do We're it. Gonna do yeah. this. Let's do it. Oh, he's in uh, the China Syndrome with Wilfred Brimley. Oh, and Jack. Roman. Good. He's got the uh, diabetes. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Oh, I got a trope I found for myself. There's always an alpha, and he's and he's only distinguished by a weird physical uh, attribute that the other right. creatures don't right. have. So because he has a stripe, well, clearly you're the leader. Good yep. job, well done, stripe. You're you're in charge, buddy. That uh, kind of bugged me a little because I, you know, it's not how it works in real life, but I guess in a movie you got to differentiate these things. I, it is yeah, my work. I mean, my my boss has a mohawk. Yeah, and that's how what does it. Do I know who's the leader. That's true. Yeah. That's I mean that's the whole reason. It's just so that you have a clear gremlin Visual, that you can identify yeah. as the as the viewer. Yeah. To be able to say, okay, is that one? Well, and he yeah. looks a lot like Miles Davis. There's like a shot. There's a. I was trying to find a yeah, Miles yeah, Davis album cover. Mm. Yeah, it was like one of Miles Davis's last albums where he looks just like Stripe. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is a trope that's across so many movies. Like, like I mean, even in like Star Wars, if you're gonna have stormtroopers. You got to have, uh, you know, Darth Vader be a different color, or when he's standing among stormtroopers, he might look like them. You got to have the the really good stormtroopers be red or whatever. Like it's it's yeah, it's, and the, so many it's like Phasma so many in these new ones. It's it's uh, that Phasma lady. She's likes the standout because she's all oh, chrome right. and chrome. That, yeah, that Phasma yeah. lady. Yeah, that Phasma lady. I just saw sure, that yesterday. She's tall, but she needs to be Phasma. Yeah, I saw her yesterday. She was uh, very tall. You know what's funny is she's only six foot. Um, the actress uh, from uh, Game of Thrones, can't think of her name now. Mm-hmm. Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, Brienne of Tarth. Uh, yeah, whatever her name is. I forget. But uh, she's whatever, only. Uh, name is, everyone thinks she's like nine feet tall. She's like six foot. It's just the rest of Hollywood is like four really? foot two. Wow. Yeah. Well, plus the, you know in Game of Thrones they make her look immense. Yeah, but I think part of it is all those other actors are just small. Everyone's small. Hollywood is small. I don't know if you've ever stood next small. to like a Tom Cruise type, but it's like having a, a little tiny kid with you, a little baby kid with a big fat face. Yeah. It's always they have big wide heads. And then little bodies. Anyway. You're welcome, Hollywood. Yeah. Take that. That's right. Uh, Peter Dinklage is way taller than you think. No, I don't know. I... Uh, <laughs> for some reason, you just reminded me of Schwarzenegger and Pumping Iron talking to the, the small guy mm. and showing him how to pose. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. That thing still haunts me. I hate that movie. I hated that documentary. Um, all right. Uh, what else? Oh, the part that freaked me out. So there's a. I have some sound for it later, and I'll play it, but... Um, there's a educational film they were talking about the different heartbeats of different creatures. Oh, and yeah. I yeah, remember, I remember those films. I used to love yeah. them when I was, a kid. I think it's why I'm so obsessed with like old commercials and old, like that mm. stuff got instilled to me early because you know, schools are so cheap. You're still watching 
film strips and fil- and videos and film from stuff your parents had in high school. They just never bothered to update it back then. You know, we didn't have the internet, so it was like, well, here's this shitty old thing about electricity. Watch it, and it was like, the year is 1961, and we've learned about electricity. Like it was always too old for me, but I loved it. And this had one. I remember. I remember this heartbeat thing. What I don't remember is up on the screen while the teacher's looking around for the loose gremlin. They're showing that like the close up of a heart valve opening and closing. Yeah, yeah. It's freaking disgusting. <laughs> oh yeah, classroom yeah. films used to be quite traumatic. Yeah, you guys have no idea. They really were. Uh, they were either too simple, like a a really bad illustration of a body or something. Mm-hmm. Like here's where the stomach is, and you're like, okay, it's a little square. I still were. I still remember uh, like these safety videos, especially when I was like in the first and second grade back during the. Uh, uh, during the, I guess, late 70s, they would always bring us into these big meetings and we'd all watch these films and it'd be stuff, be scariest crap. It's like, you know, Billy gets off the bus and since he didn't go in the right direction, he walks in front of the bus and he gets run over. Yeah. And I'm like, holy Moses. Yeah, they were holding back with that stuff, I felt like. <laughs> I love those, though. They're all, you can find them all either on YouTube or archive.org or something. They're just everywhere and they're amazing. Oh, they're yeah. so good. Anyway, I'm going to go find that one about the hearts because. <laughs> I got way into it. You probably hear it on TMS coming up. I'm thinking. Cool. Uh, let's see. They all sounded like Walking Dead zombies. I'll play some audio later that'll prove that out. But uh, you could close your eyes and think you were watching an episode of The Walking Dead anytime Stripe said anything. So that yeah. was good. And what else? Stop motion gremlins. You guys talked about that. That was so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how else are you going to show a crowd of them on the street? I, I guess. Oh, yeah, it's, it's one of the only times that they can't be shown as puppets. Is is uh, you know that scene where they're kind of walking along, and there's another scene where, where is it part of the same scene where you see Stripe walking? No, I guess that's just a precursor. You see Stripe, and then you see the whole massive horde coming in behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there were some, there were some that weren't puppets, right? There were some animatronic ones mm-hmm. that were that were standalone. Yeah, because... like remote. They were rem- seemed like they moved differently. I, I just well, felt like there were several times when like Gizmo is put down on a table and he's moving and there's no way there's a puppeteer under that table. I can see where the puppeteer would have to be. No, that's actually and, how Mandel dressed up in a little. <laughs> oh, okay. the table. got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Do you think he okay. that, no, he wouldn't shake anyone's hand on set? Do you think that's what happened with right. Howard Mandel? Probably. Yeah. I think his, his uh, germaphobe was probably in full. If, if it wasn't caused by this film, he probably had it before this film. Do you think he had to wear a, uh, uh, a surgical glove on his head to do anything? <laughs> I'm just assuming that those were all parts of his real character. Oh, <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, in 1997, Howie Mandel on ice was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. And really? I'm terrified of watching it again. I, it's 20 years old now. I'm, there's no way it's held up, but... In 1997, I watched Howie Mandel on Ice, and I was hooked on stand-up comedy for the rest of my life. It was mm-hmm. so funny. I wouldn't. I'd watch it just for curiosity's sake. I used to think Howie Mandel was pretty great. I liked him on Saint Elsewhere. I think he's funny now. Actually, um, his you comments like, on uh, the Bobby's World. Did you like? I that? did like did Bobby's you? World. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was all right as a cartoon goes, with a real life guy talking about it. I mean, it was basically like Fat Albert, but for a sh- short. You know, curly-haired uh, comedian, white guy. That's okay. kind of what it felt like. But all right, all right. Uh, favorite Canadian comedians. When we're going to throw away Howie Mandel and Mike Myers. Give me one. Um, oh, there's so many. God, I mean, Robin <laughs> Williams. Uh, Robin uh, Williams is Canadian. I think I so. Canadian, yeah. I don't. I don't think so. No. 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 
Uh, Chandler? Okay. Chandler's Canadian, right? But he's not really a comedian, though, right? Uh, uh, who's Chandler? Oh, I, you mean the I, character I already, Like, oh, comic actor. Not Matt LeBlanc. Uh, Matthew Perry? Matthew Perry? Oh, Disney? good one. That's a good one. He's, he's Oh, okay. Canadian. I got it. I got it. Oh, you yeah. ready? Okay, Here you go. I know. And this is, there's only one answer to this. There's only one answer. Okay. The one single answer. You might say, oh, Scott, is it John Candy? Is it Martin Short? Is it uh, Dan Aykroyd or any of those guys? No. The answer is 100%. Norm McDonald and I I will fight oh, yeah. anyone oh, I will fight oh, anyone who absolutely. tells me any different. If you think it's different I don't know, then we'll Dan fight. Aykroyd is a good choice. Jim Pretty good. Yeah, Jim Carrey's crazy now though. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> I watched I did watch that uh Andy and Me documentary. Holy yeah, cow. You? Yeah, it was not I great. don't think he's I everybody I like says him. he's crazy, but I don't think he's crazy. I just think he'd Still trying to find himself. I don't think he's lost his mind. I he think he's talks, just in this weird place. Mm. He talks about some stuff in that documentary, you know, like channeling Andy Kaufman and Andy was yeah, within yeah. me and stuff like that. And then goes into some kind of, um, not Kabbalah, but some some. Uh, was he? He was involved in. Uh, um, oh, what was Ron Hubbard's thing? Oh, um, uh, Scientology. 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 Was he in that? Yeah, wasn't oh, he involved in? in I have no idea. I don't think he ever went that way, but I could be wrong. I don't have no okay. idea. It feels I, like just, some, some... I didn't I didn't feel like he had lost touch with reality. I think he's just he's trying to find something this more make make uh the reason for being maybe bigger than hmm. what it actually I don't know. I, I feel like he's he's exploring. I don't feel like he's lost his mind yet. Yeah. Uh I don't think he's gone, but I think he's Oh no, I don't think he's exploring. gone either. No. no, he's not gone. He's not like in an institution, but he's 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 weird now. Um, I just want to. Yeah, I, I want a photo of Mike Myers. Holy mackerel! Yeah, yeah. He's he's trying to be a chameleon in everything he does. Yeah. I just want to give Scott credit. Norm Macdonald is a great answer. Uh, Nor like he is a great stand-up. I'm not sure that his like television and movies are you know are ever going to be considered classics, but as a stand-up comedian. Like you can go see him. He's at the Irvine Improv in three weeks. He's so good. He's he's always got a solid hour. Like the guy just uh, he was he's from Quebec. Did you know that? Yeah, he's, I did. He was he's from Quebec. He, if if I told you he was from Virginia, you'd be like, all right, whatever. Mm. Like he 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 is somehow uh you know transcended a lot of things from his early life. It's yeah, just the thing about him is go to YouTube and just search for Norm Macdonald and just find any. Any instance of him on Letterman, on uh, Conan, he does. He's always on, he's still on Conan all the time. Go to any of those, just any of those clip shows oh, where he's normal. just talking. And he's oh yeah, yeah, he's, he's, a, the, he's the giant he, slug thing. The right? yeah. blob, yeah, yeah, wow. and he's amazing in it. Like he's great. I love him. He's the best colonel that KFC had for their dumb colonel thing. They oh do. yeah, for sure. I don't. I'm looking at this list. I mean, Colin Mockery from uh, mm -hmm. Whose Line yep. Is It Anyway? Phil Hartman was Canadian. Yep. Mm -hmm. Man, all right, Canada, you guys did, come up. How do we get into? Comics. How do we come up? How do we get here? How do we get to the Canadian? That's comic a really good question. Topic. <laughs> how we Mandel? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, right, how right, we right. Mandel? Right, yeah. right. Like, and and I just like want to say, mind. I just want to say, if you get a chance to see her do stand up, go see Samantha B. Uh, oh, yeah, it, she's it's not. Yeah. She's it's Canadian. not the most straight stand-up comic thing, but she's really good. Yeah, I love. I like her show now. She was great on Daily Show, of course. William Shatner, but he's not really a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He's uh, he's from that there though. Intentional comedian. His, his one-man show is amazing. Yeah. Like, it, it's hard to believe someone as dumb as Shatner can put on a one-man show. Or I don't know if he does it anymore. It was like 
15 years ago at least. But I'm giving number two to Martin Short. And I will say one other thing, that Lauren Michaels, also from Canada, mm-hmm. I feel like he deserves to maybe, he's not a funny guy, right? On his own, he's not funny. He just kind of runs right, the right. stuff and does his he's thing. He's always the straight man. The funniest stuff he does is being the straight man for other comedians. Right. And even back in the day when he was part of a comedy troupe that all led to this, he was not a funny one on there. He was just kind of there. So straight man forever, but responsible for so much talent. Like so yeah. many people got a break because he thought they were funny. I feel like that guy deserves. Yeah. Like, and, and again, I've said this before. Listen to the audiobook for Mike Myers book, Canada. He goes in great detail into how Lorne Michaels uh, sort of brought so much Canadian comedy to the rest of the English speaking world. Right. And is Mike Myers still, he's still doing the gong show deal where is he, it? he's playing I, somebody I, else. I don't have live television. He, well, I mean, the, the first season is over and he was part of the whole thing. Tommy Maitland. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I do love, he, I love that. He, he commits to this weird, you know, he's got this facial prosthetic on. And like he's so committed to being this other person, and yeah. it's great. I think it was great. It was it was a really really good. Uh... <clears throat> he still won't talk about it as if it was no. him. He he'll he he's he's playing. It's a little Kaufman esque, actually. Very Kaufman esque. Yeah. <clears throat> my 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 mom was here for Thanksgiving for days and days, and it's it's tough coming up with something to watch. You know, like because that's what you do. That's how you occupy. Uh, some elderly people you put on you put them in front of the tv and and so like i invited her to come back during the winter olympics because then i know there's going to be something to spend the time on but anyway so my mom was here for thanksgiving and i'm like hey have you guys seen the new gong show and my mom's like oh that sounds horrible and i'm like what mm-hmm. what it like will arnett ed helms mm. uh ken jong they're so funny on that yeah. show yeah they, they, they've been doing a really good job of kind of capturing 70s, what was good about 70s game shows lately. The the match game stuff with Alec Baldwin is great, and, and Gong Show is great. Yeah. 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 That was good stuff. The Alec Baldwin one is very... <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen Joker's Wild with uh, Snoop Dogg. Oh, I want to see that. I hear it's funny. It's really funny, and it's... it's uh, I don't know why there's not a, a prize number on the wheel that's 420 because there's so many other pot jokes in this thing that are not at all subtle. Mm-hmm. Like one of the one of the categories is name that strain, right. but for whatever reason they avoided putting a 420 spot on the wheel. <laughs> and and have you guys seen the Anthony Anderson? Uh, oh, uh, what's my line? What's my line? Yeah. Where where yeah. where he's got his own mom on the stage <laughs> yes. every episode? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's it's great. It's so fun. I like Anthony Anderson a lot, by the way. Mm-hmm. That dude's in shape now. He used to be a big old, big old dude. Now he's like he a little is, skinny, yeah. uh, slim boy McGee over there. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, hey, I got yeah, guys. I have clips. I have clips from this clips? movie. You don't say. Yeah, from Gremlins. Uh, it's a holiday film of the year. Everyone, uh, let's jump right in and play some of these. Uh, here's one from it, and it goes like this: You got yourself a bad case of dragon breath. All right. <laughs> it's the that worst Pier One imports ever. By and us, awful Pier One imports. <laughs> Guys, that voice though. Uh, it's so good. I know. It, it didn't he do? Yeah. Isn't he the one in the the Disney? Uh, I'm thinking of somebody else. I bet. But I, I swear he's the the Disney Robin Hood one, where it's the narrator, the rooster talking the whole time. Robin, yeah, Mary, I don't think I see him. But yeah, you sure somewhere. that's not him? Oh, I think it's him. You sure? Okay. He should have done. He should have done so much voice stuff. He should have been the, 
the Morgan Freeman of the of the 80s. Yeah, he should have crawled through eight, 80, uh, 10 years of shit and come out clean on the other side. Uh, <laughs> it's either Roger Miller or Brian Bedford. No, oh. it was here. Hold on. So he does have a Roger lot of Miller. 80s acting credits. Mm-hmm. Fairy Tale Theater, Forest Ranger. Okay. No dis. Uh, no. Uh, no. Robin. Blackstone. Rod- Roger Miller was for Blackstone. Yeah, I remember that. Um, hold on. Let's oh, see. he was the guy on WKRP was going to buy the station from uh, Carlson. Oh, really? Yeah. Carlson. <laughs> hold on, Robin. Yeah, he's not. Ah, no. I told you, it's Roger Miller, Alan Adele, the Brewster. I know. Okay. All Rob, right. Robin we believe Hood, you. Marianne running through the forest. Uh, not Marianne. Maid Marion. Oh, Marion. Yeah. A... Anyway. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, here's another clip. This is. Uh, <laughs> the lady is that lady. So here's her. What? 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 Uh, Flo, Flo, what? Uh, what? Flo, Flo, no, what is her name? Florence Jean Tackleberry? Why am I thinking her last yes. name was Tackleberry? Florence was it? Jean Tackleberry from Police Academy. Yes. <laughs> well, no, wasn't her character on Alice? Wasn't her last name Tackleberry? Uh, oh, uh, that's a good question. I don't. Th- Dude, Alice Polly, is so. Polly old. Holiday is the actress's yeah. name. And in Alice, she was Castleberry. So Castleberry, Castleberry. that's why. Florence Jean Castleberry. Flo I want Castleberry. I want a world where she's the mom of Tackleberry from Police, yeah, right. Police Academy. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, she is still with us. Still rocking. Oh, wow. It. Yeah. Still, still doing rocking. good. Born in 1937, still. lives in. Uh, well, she was born in Jasper, Alabama. I don't know where she is now, but she is uh, Jasper, Alabama. She does occasional things. Uh, she was in Heartbreak Kid in 07, 2010, something called Fair Game, but just real mm-hmm. spotty since the early 90s. But uh, I don't know. I like her. Mm-hmm. She's great. She's the she was on Golden Girls, but all of the Golden Girls have died. I think it was no, oh, wow. no, Betty White. White. no, oh, no. Betty White. Sorry, Betty White. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I know. I know. I just realized I just about ruined everyone's life. Betty White is still here. <laughs> Betty White is still alive. Born in 22. What does that make her? 90 something? No. 97? Yeah, 95. 95. She's, she's a. She's right. a weird yeah. piece of science. She's great. National treasure. Yeah. <laughs> a weird piece of science. Betty <laughs> White. Weird piece of science. <laughs> she she is such a national treasure that Nick Cage needs to steal her from a museum. I, nice. I agree. That's pretty good. All right. Here's a Gerald. I don't know what this is. Hello, Gerald. Oh, I just like the way that guy said it. It was the, uh, the, Hello, Gerald. the cop. Hello, Gerald. Or someone at the bar. I don't remember. Uh, this is a great little insult. It isn't Captain Clip-On. That's about the most you're going to get from from uh, that guy. Judge Reinhold, yeah. Post. Who looks a lot like you in this movie. I know you, you've, yeah. you've said in the past that you look a lot like uh, mm-hmm. like Judge Reinhold in the 80s. And mm. holy cow. In high you school, know, I had you know, I had a mullet that, that matched the one he had in Beverly Hills Cop stuff. And, it, and it, you'd swear <laughs> it was me. It was so In weird. a world where where a tie is perfunctory, like a bank. Why why do we have a problem with clip-ons? Clip-ons seem great. I you know what? That is a great question. And I would like to address it for a second. There's nothing like a clip-on removes all of the pain and the work and it looks just as good and you could in theory buy different grades of ties that are, you know, super nice silk ties that are clip-ons. Why do we not? I think it's because we shame e- we shame each other. Because we think, oh, if you don't tie it, you're some kind of douchebag or you're this a... is so. This is toxic masculinity right here. I think this so. guy making fun of our lead for using a more efficient and just as good looking solution. Yes, 
But you disagree? I heard some I disagree. It's Why? lazy. You should know how to tie a tie. Inventor man should have invented a tie tying <laughs> machine. Yeah, well, you <laughs> oh should go. Gosh. Listen, Brian, you should go out on what, the weekend. To, what, to strangle his son? You should go out. It'll work, it'll work for a week. Listen, Ibbot should go out with an arrow and a bow and kill his own meat for the weekend. Because that, that's the <laughs> real way to do it. That's the, the, this that's other the stuff is lazy. the only time I side with Judge Reinhold in this movie is when <laughs> Like, yes, preach it, brother. <laughs> I don't know. Ties are so arbitrary anyway. I just think clip-ons are fine. But there is well. such a... I would be embarrassed to wear one and think about the whole time who's going to notice because there's this stigma. Freaking yeah, dumb stigma. Totally is. Yeah. Uh, here's oh, him, dad singing. -la 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 -la. All right, there's that. <laughs> there's a lot of little short clips today. How about this one about... Oh, I, I wrote, good thing it's not jizz. Okay, so here you go. Good night, guys. See you in the morning. Good night, Jizz. See you in the morning, Jizz. Uh, bathroom buddy. Not if you have the bathroom buddy. He called it the bathroom buddy. The bathroom buddy. Yeah. Not if you have the bathroom buddy. <laughs> yes. I did notice. That's great. The bathroom buddy. The bathroom buddy. I uh, so here's that educational film I was talking about a few seconds from that. Here's Mr. Bird's heart. Small animals lose heat faster than large ones. I totally, I know that guy. I know those. Vi oh, I just love that stuff. Golly, <laughs> Mr. Wizard. Standing there in a suit. So good. Um, all right. I find this creepy. This is what I wrote here. A song, a song, high above the tree with a voice. That weirded Aww. me out. <laughs> it worked really well because then it got dead quiet in there while the mom's yeah. like stalking around. Ooh, I don't like it. Uh, here's a gremlin burp. All right, there's that. I wonder who did the voice work on that. <laughs> hey, Peter Cullen, I know you're normally like a mega or a uh, uh, an Optimus Prime kind of guy, but can you give us one of these? All right, well done. Uh, here's where I, here's proof that they sound like Walking Dead zombies, and I I I challenge you to uh, fight me on this. Here you go. Mom, it's Stripe. Yeah, see? Mm, oh, they totally. also, yeah, that they is... also sound like plants versus zombies zombies. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't played that in so long. They did sound like that. You're right. How's that game now? Dumb? It's dumb now, right? Uh, no, it, it holds up because you haven't played it in a while, so you're going to start over. Yeah. You just don't want to play too far. At, there, at some yeah. point, it gives out on you. The early yeah. levels were the best part of that game. You're yeah. not wrong. This is true. Um, okay. This would drive you nuts, I wrote. Yeah, I couldn't do that very long. I'd get rid of my little animal. I'd have to get That's out That's Howie Mandel for sure right there. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. <laughs> uh, then I wrote, what did she say? This is one of those. I'm not sure what she said. This is Flo. So you guys got to help me translate. Here we go. Screeching voice, little blue sniffers. Okay. Screeching voice. Screeching voice, voice little blue sniffers. Blue okay. sniffers. All right. It's just an odd sentence. Screeching voice, little blue sniffers. All right. <laughs> Screeching voice. Little, little glue sniffers. The little glue yeah. sniffers. I played bass mm -hmm. for them for like three years. <laughs> they were great. Um, this cop is losing it. It's supposed to be Christmas. What the hell's going on? Shut up for your there, that's Jonathan that's, Banks. Uh, that's Mike Rubentrout right there. That's weird. That's so weird. The first time I ever saw that guy, you guys remember Wise Guy? The show, oh, yeah. the drama? Yeah, it was like yeah, a yeah, guy yeah. in the witness protection program. And in order to stay there, he had to work with his handler and the handler was Mike Ehrmantraut. Um wow. and he was super he was also, young. Uh, 
really early episode of DS9 where they have to go to this planet and um, uh, keep the two warring factions from killing each other. Oh, it would be interesting to see if Daryl caught that one. Oh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll find out, yeah. Tune in later this episode. <laughs> Tune in in four minutes. I wrote uh, the word obnoxious here. So this is all I remember is it's obnoxious. Yeah, that. No, you're 100% wrong. That is one of the best scenes in the movie. That is the puppet, the puppet gremlin doing finger yes. puppets yeah. and doing yes. that voice. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, this is me when, I, when Kim's cooking cookies. Yum. I do that. Oh, yeah. Sniff twice and say yum. Uh, weird. What? Oh, I don't know. What th- oh, oh, I just thought this was weird. Okay, here we go. Attention, Christmas shoppers. I just like that. It's mm. all like jacked up. Attention, mm. Christmas shoppers. Oh, see, it, I think there are things in this movie almost, that are discordant and weird, and I almost like Glados. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. Uh, f- <clears throat> there's the Frank Welker gremlin. <laughs> all right, great. That is totally uh, tough. Yeah. He uses exactly. that voice for uh, inner space too. When when Picardo is turning into the cowboy or something, it's like, oh wait, that whole layer. Picardo's in uh, that. Picardo's in that. He's the cowboy. It's when it's when uh, uh, Martin Short is turning into the cowboy. Like he's got some sort of implant that's making him turn. Yeah. Like his head turns into the. I forgot about that. Man, <laughs> he's making that, that whole. Oh, that also sounded like <laughs> Daffy Duck becoming a gremlin. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I want to see Inner Space now. You got me thinking about Inner Space. I loved Inner yeah. Space. I remember. I can like it. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know. I love the idea of shrinking somebody down, and them being this tiny thing in a body. I just that's always been a thing I I liked. Uh, Amazing journey. Here's Incredible. the the lesson Even. of this movie. I have a 19 second clip about the the real lesson of the movie. So let's see what we can learn from this. I warned you. With Mokwai comes much responsibility. But you didn't listen, and you see what happens. But I didn't mean it. You do with Mokwai what your society has done with all of nature's gifts. Jeez. Damn, that got got preachy. Preachy as hell. Yeah, real fast. (laughs) All right. And then the dumbest thing in the movie. I hate that. (laughs) And then I found this. Inspired by Gremlins, one of the great scenes in the history of the series I'm about to play. 20 seconds. You'll know what it is. Here you go. Take this object, but beware. It carries a terrible curse. Ooh, that's bad. <laughs> but it comes with a free Frogut. That's good. The Frogut is also cursed. That's bad. But you get your choice of topping. That's good. The toppings contain potassium benzoate. That's bad. Can I go now? <laughs> I love it. It's a great little uh, little reference there. Exchange. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Well, there's that. How about this? Uh, the checklist for this uh, film set goes like this. Best old lady launch of 1984. Check. Uh, never understood why they bothered to dress up for a poker game. Check. And finally, Polaroid. As a weapon. Check. Oh, also, why wouldn't in the movie theater when they're all watching movies, it felt like one of these viewings that yeah. Brian Nibbett goes to because Brian is, is always surrounded by these people. <laughs> always surrounded by the worst people ever, yeah. yeah. Think of them as gremlins next time. But but why isn't the screen light hurt their eyes? Because that's the probably the thing. Not bright enough. And the, 
And the projectionist. I mean, I didn't get none of that. I don't know. Maybe no, direct light. I don't well, know. Well, no, somebody does. One of them does get burned by the light coming out of the projector. Oh, we right, did? Right. right. Yeah. I missed that. Like, and it's and it, you know, the smoke and it pulls its hand back. Just like, to again, the, lo- the rules are you. loose. The rules are just a little loose. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Uh, Star Trek Connections, we have a few here. Zach Galligan paid Peter Peltzer. Uh, he was in Voyager, played David Gentry in the episode In the Flesh. Uh, William Ooh. William Shallert played Father Bartlett. He was kind of a chick in the bucket. We barely saw. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, you just see him at the mailbox too. Yep. Uh, he's in a couple of things. TOS original series. He played. Uh, it was an episode of Trouble with Tribbles, uh, which is great, by the way, that he would be in the Tribbles episode. Wow, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, which is basically this. And DS Nine played uh, Van- Varnarni or something like that in the episode Sanctuary. And then pa- it's Varney. Tom, Jeez. Tom Bergeron. <laughs> Did you guys notice him in here as the TV no. news reporter? He's what? A, he was the TV guy. Tom Ber- Bergeron. Maybe it's a different guy. Maybe I'm going to say that's a different guy because yeah. I definitely would have noticed. That yeah, was, it's that not the Tom dude Bergeron. from uh, Nickelodeon, right? That's the, the other guy we're yeah. thinking of. Anyway. Well, Tom, yeah, not the Tom Bergeron who like hosted America's Hollywood Squares and America's Funniest Home Video. Yeah, not that. Right? I must not be him. It can't be. Uh, it totally is him. I'm looking at his <laughs> at <the> IMDb. <laughs> TV news reporter, uncredited. Tom freaking Bergeron. <laughs> oh, is there a second reporter? Because I was thinking of the man on the street. Well, there was oh. the girl. There yeah. was the woman reporter. But right. he's the one at the right. end who's like, uh, we're going to pull in the the uh, army or the Marines to to come fight them or something like that. Oh, right. Walking around with the microphone talking about. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the old oh, guy with the I white got, hair. Now I got to go back and look at that because I missed that completely. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, wow. TV news reporter in Enterprise. He played uh, Damar in the episode Oasis. Uh, and another episode as an ambassador. And then uh, Key Luke, grandfather, Mr. Wing. Uh, is that how you say his name? Key Luke? K-E- K-A. K-A. K-A Luke. He was uh, Mr. Wing. And TOS played Donald Corey in the episode, Whom Gods Destroy. And then there's a bunch of small people that did different things. Uh, he did not. He's got Jerry Goldsmith in here for music, obviously, yeah, and Frank Welker. Jonathan Banks. No Jonathan Banks mention. I'm just making sure here. Yeah. Wow. Daryl, you failed on us. <laughs> uh, all right. For some reason, this isn't working. Why? Oh, there we go. Uh, soundtrack grade, I'd give this a PFWTI for the perfect for what it is. Just fits yeah. it just right. Yeah. It's exactly what it should be for the movie that it is when it was. So well done, Jerry Goldsmith. Here you go. Battle, Battle Lines was the episode that of Deep Space Nine that uh, Jonathan Banks appears in in 1993. Wow. I'd watch so that. right after Wise Guy, but before, of course, before, uh, well before Breaking Bad. Was he an alien head guy with like a head prosthetic? He did have some goofy forehead thing, guy. if I remember correctly. All yeah. right. Well, there's Star Wars. There's Star Trek for you. Uh, all right. Well, there's that. Uh, let's uh, dive right into uh, what we like to call the Twitter post. Uh, this is your chance, you three, to sum this up in 140, no, nay, 280 characters or less. And I'm going to use every one of them. Oh, great. Here comes Randy. Gremlins, take the town from Back to the Future, add the family from License to Drive, a cup of mayhem from Adventures in Babysitting, a tablespoon of the setting from A Christmas Story, add a dash of Big Trouble in Little China, and reduce it on the stovetop until it's no longer entertaining, then put it in the oven and half-bake it. Merry Christmas. man. (laughs) Harsh. I like this wow. movie. I want to go on the record again. I want people at home, yeah. when you hear me say this, Gremlins is rad and it holds up. All right? Don't let Randy in his first time watching. Uh, it's like Time Bandits all over again in here. 
Uh, also, uh, Brian, uh, Brian Dunaway. Hey, Brian Dunaway. <laughs> Gremlins, like a bad case of dragon breath. Bong. When, hashtag, when will we pass stricter gremlin gun laws? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> gremlin lives a matter. Yeah. yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Gremlins, three rules, just right. Nah. <laughs> right. Are you gonna Are you gonna put that in like a a, a block quote there for the font? A, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it all out of emoji letters or something. That's pretty good. <laughs> you know what is this disgusting uh, screen grab? I'm trying to find that Tom Bergeron scene in Gremlins, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I'm like I'm like two frames ahead, and they've got a they got where uh, Kate is sticking a, a thermometer into Gremlins mouth oh yeah don't chew it yeah don't chew it It (laughs) i made a couple of fun little gifts out of this movie there's some pretty good stuff in there for that Mm. uh the puppetry is pretty good and it's still funny looking like Mm -hmm. the way they move some of the prat folly kind of things it's not bad totally holds up i think i I don't know if i'd enjoy it as much in cgi which surely uh three three is going to be all up in that you know what's going to be of course it is it's 2018 or whenever the hell they're doing it uh, oh, look at this. Ibbit. Oh, Ibbit. Uh, and finally, Brian Ibbit. What? I gave mine. Oh, no, he okay, did. did it. Yeah, he did. Three rules. Yeah, just well, right. Yeah, just right. See? Come on, man. Dunaway threw me off. Dunaway threw me off. All right. Hey, look at this. It's the alternate titles. This movie was almost called Microwave Delight or Wet Hot American Mogwai. Because, <laughs> oh. you know, it's, it just gets wet, you know, and makes more of them. Anyway, hey, uh, we got an email from Eric here for our emails today. <laughs> Filmsack at gmail.com. Eric wrote in and says, hello, Brian, Brian, Scott, and Randy. Just to clear some things up about the movie Adventures in Babysitting that the Brian's brought up during the show. So this is directed toward oh, you. Good. Okay, correct us, please. First, Dunaway talking about needing a big coat in Chicago uh, during March. Mm-hmm. He says, hell yeah, depending on the year, it's still cold as beep here, uh, here in March. He wrote beep. Uh, second, oh, Ibit. <laughs> yeah. He says, secondly, Ibit, I-B-O-T-T. He spelled your name wrong. Thank uh, <laughs> says, you. I, I was like excited about the two T's, and then I realized, oh, just one B. Yeah. Come on, people. Yeah. He says, uh, saying, who calls them expressways anymore? Uh, he says, everyone in the Chicago area does because that's what they're called here, uh, like the Edens. Kennedy and uh, the Stevenson Expressway. It's all expressways still. Wow. He says, anyway, love the show and all that. Uh, P.S. I don't watch the movies either. I'm just a listener. All right, Gary. That's great. You should <laughs> Always be- amazed to hear how many people don't like who just would listen to the show it's and don't wild. watch the movies. I think the yeah. majority do, but it is interesting always to hear. Yeah, it is. It's like the people who right. It's it's the grass is always greener. Sense. The people yeah. are not the greener, but the the other shopping line always moves faster the people who don't watch it tell us about it yeah they're they email us and say i don't watch them and then we go oh this number is huge uh darren also wrote and says hello scott brian brian and randy adventures in babysitting uh, was always a double feature with the night before from 1988 with keanu reeves Mm -hmm. uh he gets on a date with his girlfriend a high school crush and then gets drugged into town in los angeles once he comes to realize uh he sold his date to a pimp and goes on a wacky adventure to get her back. You guys should watch this. Thanks for all the laughs over the years, Darren. I have never heard of the night I before, but I no. guess it was a double feature back then, and I that's news to me. It's the everything goes wrong trope, though. It sounds like 
I'm looking yeah. it up here. Uh, anybody, see. by the way, anybody take my recommendation and watch Better Watch Out since we're in Christmas time and we just Not watched yet. The... I, okay. I, I acquired the movie. Oh, good, good. Yeah, it's it's worth seeing. Watch it before Christmas and watch it after <laughs> Adventures in Babysitting. It it feels like the the negative from the positive print that uh, Adventures in Babysitting is. This is what they did with the negative hmm. of the of the print. Interesting. Hey, okay. I I accidentally saw part of a thing my wife watched on uh, on the Hallmark oh, Channel. Hallmark. Uh-huh. It was. Uh, I, I know this is going to come to a shock, especially to you, of it, but it featured that redhead from Dune in it again. <laughs> Alicia Witt Alicia again. Alicia <laughs> Witt was in it again, and she was uh, uh, this time. She falls in love with the guy who gave her, her his kidney, uh, so she she gets a kidney from a guy in an operation, and then it comes Christmas time, and all the Christmas miracle they get together, and it's just a big shitty piece of shit. Wow, yeah. she's found Christmas more times than there have been Christmases. Yep, yep. <laughs> G- even Jesus is looking down, going, "Dude, <laughs> exactly." <laughs> slow down with the Christmas movies, Jeez Louise. Yeah. It'd be funny if you said geez. Anyway, hey, that's geez. it for uh, the, the email. Scott, or uh, not Scott, what's my name, uh, thing? Filmsack at gmail.com. That's the one. All right, our next movie, After Christmas. So no no show next weekend. We're taking Christmas weekend off, everybody. Uh, but we're going to have one the very next Saturday, and it will be what, Randy? Point break. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The holy Randy. grail. <laughs> Johnny Utah. FBI agent. Dude, I'm so excited. And they got the, the Reagan masks on while they're squirting. Well, this, this is one of them. This is what, I, re- but this is what I remember. I remember Reagan mask on somebody and lighting a gas hose at a gas station on fire. I remember <sighs> that. Oh, my God. This is almost, you should almost, before you watch it, Scott, do one of those describe the movie from start to finish like you did with Back to the Future. Yeah. It took so long to draw. I know. Well, you don't have to draw it. Just, just recount it and uh, and see what I remember. All right. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe I'll do, we that. do that. Maybe we do that on TMS one of the mornings we don't have trivia or something. Yeah, it might be fun. Actually, I meant to get back to doing those anyway. But anyway, that's coming up. Point Break. It is, it is uh, for those wondering, wait, that's not on Netflix. You're right. It's not. It's on Amazon Prime. That's where you're going to get this. Uh, we do occasionally allow those in. But you all have that anyway, and the rest of you don't watch the movie. So yeah. you're pretty, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Very well said. Anyway, so we'll get to that next time. Uh, I want everyone listening to this to have a fantastic Christmas holiday. We hope you guys have a great and Merry Christmas and a uh, Happy New Year. But we can do that again because we'll be here right before the New Year. So uh, come on back for that. Uh, I guess that's it. That's it. Yeah, we're done. Fil- uh, filmsack.com is the website. You can go there and uh, do stuff. Filmsack at gmail.com is our email address. Filmsack on Twitter. Leave us reviews wherever you get uh, your podcast, wherever that is. iTunes, uh, Google Play, whatever. We love good feedback. Thank you guys for listening. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. <laughs> we'll-, <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Oh.